0: It's the next level
1: You need a plan
0: I want to be on the radio
1: He wants to be on radio
0: But to be on the radio you have to have a voice You have to have some verbal ability You hardly ever say a word I talk This is ridiculous I don't understand
1: You need to grow up That's hot. No way. Oh, man, I love that guy. We'll put no more tears on the label. But it does make you cry. I know. it's starting. And now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's The Melting Pack, and it starts right now.
0: Take 2, The Melting Pad.
1: Here's your host, Pat Joplin. Thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends. Welcome to the show. The Melting Pad here on the Next Level Network. Today, well, take two. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened yesterday. I, mess, I recorded the whole thing, and I screwed it up somehow. I don't know what went on, but uh, here we go. It's kind of wacky anyway, so I figure I'll redo it, make it a little more uh, concise, I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, but a lot going on today. Yes, I'm going to talk about what happened on uh, Wednesday. We'll get to that, the big news item. Uh, We have, well, coincidentally, our question, the first big news story you remember. And I have a feeling that if I ask this question again in 20 years, we may get today's top story in the answer from a couple of people, I would think. Um, Also got some sports news for you, NFL playoffs, playoffs, and um, an NHL note and a couple of baseball notes for you as well, as well as a song, also a song from our friends, almost awake and that should be that for today i know it sounds like oh it's not gonna be a lot right but it's a lot of stuff so i had a whole thing planned to really go in on all the people who did the stuff at the capitol um you know what happened by now it's saturday this happened on wednesday so i'm sure you have heard at least some of what happened um yeah people breached the capitol building in washington dc the president uh, kind of uh, yeah we're getting right to it i don't give a care. i don't care um jesus the president you know encouraged it he kind of ordered it he said we got to fight like hell or take back the capital whatever the hell he said uh and then you know this is going on and he released a video message and you would think that uh, the president at a time like this could, would be like hey knock it off get out of here and then stop talking but instead he's like hey we love you you're very special i know how you feel and that's not maybe i should have put a little more emphasis on that but that's not a thing you want to hear from the president while the Capitol's being, you know, it guess, raided? Is that the better word? I mean, they didn't really storm it because they didn't come in with bazookas or whatever. They kind of just wandered in, right? It was weird. Like, cops were kind of letting them in. Like, I saw videos of them opening the barricades for them and taking selfies, and then they kind of just wandered around like it was a tour. It was really weird and I'm sure terrifying for everybody in there, but what a bunch of f- losers! Like. What? Like, that's your plan? Your whole plan? It's like when the dog gets the car. Your entire plan is to get in there, and then what? Like, yeah, the guy stole the podium, and somebody broke into uh, Nancy Pelosi's office, and somebody uh, got to the Senate floor, and the chair, and the thing. But it's like, really? That's your plan, you bunch of nerds? All right, anyway. To be serious for a minute, thank you, Lance Storm, everybody involved in this and I'm including the president and all of the, uh, the legislators who uh, encouraged this behavior and, and shared the false nonsense of voter fraud and rigged election and all this stuff. Everybody's got to be punished for this. Um, and by that, I, I would think, uh, you know, arrested, prosecuted, barred from serving public office. Because if you don't do that, if you don't bring down the hammer right now on this on these people, on this stuff, you are giving someone else who will likely be smarter and more organized than these losers, uh, you're giving somebody a pass to do this later, right? And later could be two weeks from now at the inauguration. It could be six years from now with a different whoever. Um, yeah, you got to do it. You got to bring down the f- hammer immediately. Uh, otherwise, you're going to lose everything. And it, like, it's going to be worse, right? So yeah, Jesus. Um, I wasn't going to do this. I wasn't going to go deep into this, but uh, I'll try to... I don't know, wind my way. Oh, uh, I got a couple of messages because um, I put up that, hey, if these people were not white, and I was not the first person to make this assessment, I'm well aware of that, um, if these people were not white, they would be, well, they wouldn't have made it to the door. There would have been a body count, in my opinion, in my estimation. And if you refuse to acknowledge that there is a disparity between the police activity for a Black Lives Matter march when they brought out an army of uh, soldiers or uh, officers whoever they were to protect the Lincoln memorial and this when they were i would say to put it nicely woefully underprepared unprepared understaffed under whatever maybe that was an order i don't know i'm not going to dive into that conspiracy theory but uh maybe that's not even a conspiracy but they were underprepared and uh seemingly much more welcoming to these losers and jack wagons than they were for people who were marching and it just seems so if you're refusing that disparity, if you're saying, oh, this is like Black Lives Matter, if you're, uh, you know, if you condemned Black Lives Matter and you're silent about this, then, well, if you're even worse, if you're spinning or defending this, then, well, you're either a moron or uh, willfully ignorant of the situations and maybe a little racist, maybe, just a little bit. Also, fun fact, when someone is doing that, if someone is, uh, you know, defending the here's a little tip for you on social media the best thing you can do to someone who is (laughs) who is saying something that might be racist is to call them it's to tell them that you're being racist and watch their heads explode it's really fun i recommend you try it out uh start with a stranger and then maybe go to your uncle or whoever and then go from there but yeah it's really fun so um oh i saw this somebody posted this Uh, there was a guy who was walking around the Capitol with a big confederate flag over his shoulder And uh, he shared that picture and said, if Kaepernick kneeling bothered you uh, or pissed you off, but these guys, this guy didn't, then it was never about the flag or the anthem or the military, which is something, if you've listened to this show, that I have said numerous times, it was never about that. You were just being an And uh, again, maybe a little racist. All right. So there's that. Uh, Just to kind of wrap this, and I don't know if I'll uh, break or anything because this kind of leads into what the question is in that it's a big news story um there's no defending this these were terrorists insurrectionists whatever word you'd like to use these were not just simple protesters these were rioters these were honestly a bunch of uh let's see what did chuck schumer call them thugs that works thugs losers um this is domestic terrorism plain and simple and if you're i'm not willing to debate that by the way like if you are calling this something else then you're an idiot and maybe a racist. So there that's three times I accuse you of maybe being racist if you're not calling this exactly what it is, right? These people were not patriots. They were not defending liberty or whatever (laughs) is being spouted. To be honest with you, I'm struggling to call them real Americans. I really am. Um, It was not a peaceful protest because they they went in with the mission to break stuff and break into the building, and uh, people also died. So Um, to really put a nice bow on this, if you support this, if you're trying to spin it into something it's not, if you're comparing it to an actual protest, if you're generally being a about this situation, um, let me know in the comments for the show, so I can remove you from my circle because I have zero room for you. I have no room in my life for you if you are trying to defend this. uh, Still, defend this administration and what these people are doing. All right, so. Yeah, if you are uh, on board with this in any shape or form, any way, shape, or form, let me know. Because I want to know that I I don't want to associate with you anymore. So, yeah, is that petty? Is that childish? Is that whatever? I don't care what you call it. Uh, I just think if you are on board with what happened here, then there's no room for real discourse, right? Because if you're—there's a difference between political differences like, hey, they should spend more money on this program, and oh, hey, we should have uh, universal health care— and, oh, I'm totally cool with people committing sedition. Like, there's a difference there, there's a line there, there's a big gap between those things, and if you can't see that, you're a dope. All right, there you go. Well, we got a little fired up to end that one, but yeah, what you need to know is uh, these people are disgusting, this whole situation is disgusting, and in my mind, indefensible, so if you're trying to do that, uh, you're wrong. So there you go. All right. Normally, after big stories like that, I would take a break, put on a little sound effect, but Weirdly enough, sorry, trying to get a burp out there. Uh this is <laughs> this slides into our question, which was what is the first big news story you remember? And like I said, I think this is um 20 years from now will be on somebody's list. I would say. If this question comes up, it comes up often. Uh the reason it came up for me, sorry, I'm moving wires around, might seem a little weird. Um, is we watched the movie I Tanya the other day, and I recommend it if you don't know the story. Well, you know what? I recommend you watch the movie. Uh, Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan. It's a very good movie. Enjoyed it a lot. And I realized that that story was the first, is the first big news story that I can remember seeing. Um, I was, how old was I when that happened? Five, six, something like that. And that's, um, yeah, the first story that I can remember. Maybe because it happened at the Olympics and I've always been a big fan of the Olympics. That's probably got a lot to do with it. But yeah, so that's what came up. That's why this uh, question is on my mind this week. Steve says the OJ verdict being announced over the PA system in elementary school. Really weird they did that looking back on it. Yeah, that's, uh, I remember the coverage. I don't remember what happened, like if they announced it or whatever at my school, but I definitely remember seeing that on the news. The same year that um, the Tanya Harding thing happened, by the way. Not that that's like an unknown fact, but coincidentally, (laughs) there we are. Jen says for me, it was the O.J. Simpson trial. I specifically remember the wall-to-wall coverage of the Bronco chase and the trial itself. I remember all learning stopped in school as we watched the verdict on TV. I was nine or ten when that all took place. Wild stuff, for sure. Uh, Jill says the death of John Benet Ramsey. Yeah, that that was a pretty massive story. Also, the brother did it. So there you go. Rhiannon says Princess Diana's death. Uh, yeah, that one. Um, I remember people talking about that Like I saw it on the news I was like, oh man, that's crazy And then there were all kinds of conspiracy theories And all that And that was the first time I could remember Like big news about the royal family Which is not something I really dive into But yeah, that was uh, obviously pretty important Dave says Watergate Or Watergate If you want to say it like I normally would Um, Yes, I would imagine that was a big story And would stick in a lot of people's brains uh, If they were around for that So yeah, that's a pretty big one Thank you, Dave Keith says, I think the Tylenol murders, it was such a huge thing, and my mother became a fanatic about ensuring everything we bought was closed and sealed. I imagine, Keith, that your mother was not alone in that um, thought, I guess. Um, I I would think a lot of people, maybe even before that, but certainly after that, were like, hey, we got to make sure that all this stuff is sealed and whatnot so we can, uh, you know, make sure that we're safe, right? I would think so. Uh, let's see, 69 says, don't remember, uh, no idea about the news story, but first thing I remember watching was World Cup 94. There you go. Nice, good stuff. Uh, MAG says, the FBI raid on the Branch Davidians. Now, is that the um, the Waco siege that eventually led to, well, uh, according to him, Timothy McVeigh doing the Oklahoma City bombing? Is that the same thing, or am I thinking of a different story? Because I know... Um, For some reason, I've read a lot about Timothy McVeigh and all that stuff. And uh, his response, I guess, to the government siege uh, or the, yeah, the government raid on that place was, hey, I'm going to blow up this government building. Then he was mad because there was a daycare and he didn't know that and all that. But, yeah, is that the same? Or am I thinking of a completely different thing? I don't know, but thank you. Uh, Stickman says a local child went missing, Michael Dunahy, in 1991. And I looked into this just a little bit. And as of, uh, well, three days ago when I um, wrote all this down, uh, uh, he has still not been found. So there have been rumors that, hey, people saw him, but they've all run uh, DNA tests and is not him. So, um, yes, so positive vibes out. I think the case is technically still open and people are still looking for him. So it's been uh, been a long time. So I hope uh, things work out there. Uh, Lockjaw says, didn't really understand it, but seeing the Gulf War on TV, very clearly remember watching the Army blow things up, thinking it was weird to see on my television. Yeah, that's got to be a little strange when you're watching cartoons or whatever, and all of a sudden, like, the news cuts in, and it's a bunch of tanks rolling through a neighborhood. Like, that's got to be a lot, and yeah, that would stick with me too, I would think. Uh, Gertner says, when baby Jessica fell down the well, that was a huge story that people forget. Uh, I'm with you. I don't remember that at all. Uh, I remember seeing it on the cover of my mom's People magazine. I did look this up. And baby Jessica is a mother of, like, three children and, uh, I guess, leading as normal a life as you can after being stuck in a well for a period of time. So, that works, right? That's, I don't know, better than a lot of these stories, isn't it? Uh, Poop for Wiener Dude says, oh, geez. Boston Tea Party, anyone? Elian Gonzalez? Sarah Palin? One of those three. Fun fact, the only thing—maybe this isn't a fun fact, but it's a funny thing I thought of when he mentioned that. Um, The only thing I now think of when— Anyone mentions, mentions Ellie and Gonzalez is the skit from Chappelle's show, The Racial Draft. And they're like, we're taking Ellie and Gonzalez before white people try to adopt him as one of their own again. And that's all I can think of. Like, I know the story, I remember it, but that's all I think of now when I hear the name is that sketch, uh, Boston Tea Party. There you go. Good stuff. Seth says Berlin Wall coming down. And this one was funny to me because I was learning about this when I was in, I don't know, fourth grade, fifth grade or whatever. So... It would have been like 7 years after it happened and I was like, "Oh man, I was talking about it uh, like it was ancient history and two of my my oldest two siblings were like, "Yeah, dude, we watched it on TV. Like it happened not that long ago. Get get with the program, you dope." They didn't say that, but like that's the way they uh, that's the way it sounded to me and I always thought that was funny. So when I think of the Berlin Wall, I think of me talking about it like it's new or like um, no one else knows it and uh, my siblings were like, "Yeah, dude, we were there." <laughs> Elvac says, probably Princess Diana, though I remember more the inconvenience of every TV channel, all four of them, being solely dedicated to news reports rather than their scheduled shows, I was bored out of my brain. Yeah, sometimes a big story like this, or maybe a lot of times, um, a big story can wear on you, like a big event. You hear about it, it happens, and you're like, all right, let's try to get on with something else. But uh, yeah, that'll uh, fatigue is definitely a thing for big stories, I would say. Uh, let's see, Shawnee One Ball says, the Dunblane Massacre, probably. I remember my teacher crying and trying to explain it to us. Since then, spree killing has really taken off as a trend. Yeah, well, unfortunately, when stuff like this happens, um, people try to emulate it and try to really, uh, hey, we should try doing this thing and get famous or notorious or whatever. But the thing I like about this comment is that you remember from, we're going back like 25 years or so, right? And you remember your teacher's reaction to the story. So that says a lot to me about how much the story really has stuck with you, is that you remember how someone reacted when they told you what the story was. So that was, um, yeah, that's got to be a big one. That's uh, worthy of being on the list, I would say. Vito says, heard about the Timothy McVeigh bombing on the news, but was only six at the time, so couldn't really comprehend it. The Columbine shooting a few years later sunk in a bit more. Um, Yeah, I remember learning about that, uh, the bombing— my teacher, I guess, I think we're the same age, Vito you know, um, drew us a diagram and tried to explain things that were happening. And I was like, man, that is crazy. And then you learn more about the story. It's like, okay, well, this is actually crazy. Uh, interesting to note, like, I know the story, I've read up on the story, but I have zero memory of when Columbine happened. Like, I don't remember seeing it on the news or like where I was or anything like that. I have no memory of that time period, like I, I couldn't tell you when it happened, but I like, I know what happened, but for some reason, I don't know. My brain doesn't have that information. I'm not sure. I, 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 don't know. I moved it out for other things. Uh, TJ says, OJ for me also, I remember the lunch ladies playing the news report of the verdict during recess. Shout out to St. Thomas. There you go. It's just really weird for elementary kids, elementary school kids to remember like seeing a big verdict like that at school. I don't know, maybe because I didn't, or maybe I did and I just don't remember, but I don't know, maybe because when 9-11 happened, um, they didn't tell us what was happening, and so I just think that a lot of people maybe had that same experience, or definitely I did with bigger stories, that they didn't really tell us what was going on. I don't know, or maybe I wasn't paying any attention. Who the hell knows? Uh, So Ben first said Operation Desert Storm, but then changed his pick to the Challenger Space Shuttle when he saw Paul's answer of the Challenger explosion. I watched it live, Paul says, and it always it has always stuck with me. I would imagine that something like that would stick in your brain for uh, for a very long time. So, yes. All right. So there you go. My thanks to everybody. If I missed you, my bad. Um, I don't know. It's fine. Uh, Or maybe you're mad and I truly do apologize. But anyway, some of these. Thank you, everybody, for weighing in on your first news stories. Go watch I, I guess we can wrap that, wrap a bow around that part. Uh, but some of those were bummers. Some of those stories were bummers, and I'd rather not leave you on a segment with the bummer, if at all possible. So here's a funny story. Apropos of nothing, just wanted to bring it up, because I don't think I've talked about it on the show. If I have, my bad, it's fine. So this was like 2004, maybe 05. Uh, we went to the mall, and by we, I mean my brother Bill, myself, my friend Steph, we all worked at a camp together. I think her brother was there. I can't remember. But we went up to the mall, and we decided So again, this is 2004, 2005. Cell phones were a thing. People had them, but they weren't exactly, uh, you know, surgically attached to them like they are today. So we decided we were just going to catch some passersby and say, hey, do you know what time it is? And just see how many people would, well, A, answer us, and B, uh, if they pulled out their watch or if they looked at their watch or pulled out their phone. And the number of people who pulled out their phone using the same hand that their watch was on was astounding. And again, 2005, like cell phones, again, were a thing, but they weren't, you know, people weren't walking into fountains or uh, disrupting traffic or, you know, uh, leaving their kids to go mess around on their phones like they do now. But uh, is that too far? No, it's fine. Um, So it was really, you know, it was amazing that people were like, hey, we're like, hey, do you know what time it is? And um, people would be wearing watches... And have to and reach into their pockets and pull out their phones to uh, to tell us what time it was. Now I think if you did that today, well, okay. um, Imagine there's not a pandemic and you can go to the mall and talk to people and be around people. But if you did that like in let's say a year ago, people would probably just ignore you because they would think you have a phone and think you were messing with them or just wanted them to take out their phones. You could steal it. So times have changed, is what I mean to say. But it was uh, it was amazing how many people were wearing watches at the time and still, I guess, did not trust them to tell us what time it was. I don't know. I always thought that was interesting, and uh, I wanted to share it with you after those bum- some of those bummers of news stories may have brought back some, uh, some tough memories. So there you go. There's a fun story to take you into this little break here because we have a song from our friends Almost Awake. And, you know, sometimes I get caught up in playing new stuff, new artists and all this, that I completely miss our old friends releasing new songs. So this came out some time ago, And uh, my bad, Almost Awake. But I enjoy this song, and I'm really bummed out that I'm uh, just now getting to it. But anyway, here it is. You can find our friends at Almost Awake on Facebook. And I think Twitter and Instagram are Almost Awake LV, as in Las Vegas. So go check them out. Stream them on Spotify. All those links and whatnot will be in the show notes. And here is their song. It is called Dizzy. Again, Almost Awake here inside the Melted Pat on the Next Level Network. And there you have it, our friends Almost Awake, that song called Dizzy here inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. I love that song. Bummed out it took me so long to get to it, but there you go. Check out our friends Almost Awake and Almost Awake LV as in Las Vegas on social media. So there you go. All the links to that uh, stuff will be in the show notes, by the way. All right. Uh, If you do not like sports, it's that time. Yes, it is. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate your time and your, um, your attention, I guess. And so this is your time to uh to check out. Next week I have no idea what's happening, so join me. We'll all find out together, I guess. Maybe we'll do some yelling about some dumber stuff. Does that work for you? All right. I don't know. But then you can you may go. You may take your leave. Cause we're getting to the sports. We got NFL playoffs. We got a couple of baseball notes. One's a bummer. And then a note about the NHL and fans being crybabies. So we will talk about that <laughs> in just a bit. But first, Let's begin with the NFL playoffs. Playoffs. Uh, it's a big one. Wild card weekend. And this year, they added... I know, it took a weird breath. at the We had a weird time. Uh, they added a new, a, a, an additional playoff team to every conference. So we have six games to talk about. I won't sit on any of these too long because, well, it's a lot of work on the back end. So Colts-Bills kind of bummed out. This might be the best game of the weekend. Uh, and I think it's the first one. But anyway, I'm still going to watch it. So I guess... It's not that bad. I don't know. Um, the Colts are good. You know, I've talked about the Colts before, how they were, you know, they were there, but kind of not. But now they're like a sneaky number seven seed. Like they're a good team. And I think this is going to be a really good game. Unfortunately, them being a number seven seed means they have to play the Buffalo Bills. And uh, I'm a big believer. And especially like I've talked about this before, that they've been great. And I love what they're doing. I think they're, uh, they have a great chance to. Go a long way in these playoffs. Yeah, so it's unfortunate. I think the Colts are a really good team. I think this is going to be a really good game, but uh, give me the Bills to take the win here. Uh, Let's see. Cleveland at Pittsburgh, a rematch from just a week ago. But Cleveland, so Cleveland won last week to get to the playoffs for the first time since 2002. Good for them. I know they're a rival, but whatever, it's fine. Um, Happy for those fans. They deserve, they like, they've suffered quite enough, I would say. Uh, so now Cleveland has to play the starters of the Steelers, and if they can play like they did against the Titans, and Baker comes out, and Baker Mayfield comes out and just starts throwing dimes all over the place, or if he sucks, they just give the ball to Nick Chubb, and he just runs all over the place, like, they can be in a good position to win this game, because I like their defense. My, I guess, problem with that upset is that if the Steelers can get to the time of the year, like if the Steelers from early season, when they were winning all those games, if they show up, it's going to be tough for the Browns. If we get the Steelers that we've seen over the last month or so, like, all right, take out the Colts game. But like before that, or maybe, let me think, I don't have their schedule in front of me, but I know they beat up on the Colts after a couple of rough outings. So if we get the team from like the last six weeks or so, I think the Browns can win. Uh the problem is I don't know I'm pretty sure the Steelers are gonna come ready to play. Um that said, do am I still taking the upset? I feel like Cleveland will play this like their Super Bowl. Like I know that um I mean you never want to look past the team for a sports cliche, but I feel like Cleveland will play this like they don't have another game and will just do everything they can to to get to win next week, be damned. And I don't know, I feel like that's that's gotta count for something, right? Maybe, maybe I just don't want to pick the Steelers. I think that's it. But give me the upset. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take Cleveland on the road in the playoffs. Yeah, Uh, beyond this, I don't know. But I'm going to take the Browns. They're not great. I understand that. Like they're, it's a weird team that's not like, it's weird. They're in the playoffs, but because they are, I think, you know, all bets are off. Give me the upset for the Browns. All right. Ravens at Titans. Oh boy. So the Titans beat the Ravens earlier this year. But now I think the Ravens are playing their best ball over the last month or so. And yeah, you could say the only like decent team they've played is the Browns because they beat, what, the Texans, the Cowboys, the Bengals, and somebody else. Actually, that might be it. They're on a five-game winning streak. So if we get the Ravens that are playing, like, they're clicking on all cylinders, guys are getting healthy at the right time. As they say, they are peaking at the right time. I think the Ravens can win this game. Uh, however, comma... The Titans, uh, I mean, Tannehill's fantastic. Derrick Henry's fantastic. Their defense is not great. It's not great at all. So that is, uh, yeah, man. So, you know, I want to pick the Ravens because they're my favorite team. I'm trying to be objective. Tannehill and Henry are wonderful and they're going to do some big stuff, I would think. But the way the Ravens are playing, I don't know you you can discount them right now. So give me the Ravens. Is that biased? Probably. But I will take the Ravens in, uh, I guess you'd call it an upset, but they're playing really well right now. So if we get the December Ravens, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, well, my, for as far as my pick goes. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> and in the NFC, the Bears taking on the Saints. Look, I know the Saints are beat up. Drew Brees has broken like 48 ribs, and uh, Kamara might not play. So we'll see what happens there. But the Bears are not good. The Bears aren't very good. Sorry, Paul, with apologies to my Bears fan friends. Is that, where, is that how that works? Anyway, um, I don't think they're very good. I'm not a Trubisky truther, so give me the Saints. I think they're going to write the ship here and be fine. Uh, let's see. The Rams at the Seahawks. I feel like Seattle played much better in the first month, month and a half than they did down the stretch, and that kind of worries me a little bit, but the Rams on offense are not good. Their defense is great, maybe the best one in the playoffs, so you have to count for that, but Jared Goff broke his thumb like a week ago. So if he's out, which I think he is, then Seattle should win this game easily. If he's in, he'll be very limited at least, right? So yeah, they have a chance, a better chance if Goff is in, but I I like the Seahawks in this game. All right. And finally, Tampa Bay at Washington, the Buccaneers didn't always look good, but here they are in the playoffs. Um, The Washington football team, they're terrible. Look, I'll just say it right there. They're awful. They're going to get blown out as they should. Tom Brady is going to have a field day. Um, I know all the Giants fans really wanted another shot at Brady, although I don't know how that fits with the story because he's not on the same team and all that, whatever. But um, instead, uh, Tom Brady gets to feast on Washington because they're bad. So give me the bucks in that one. And there you go. There's your playoff uh, preview, I guess. And we are good to go. All right, we're good with that. Uh, a couple of notes in the NFL regarding fired coaches and whatnot. Let's see. The Jets finally got rid of Adam Gase. The Jaguars fired Doug Marone. They're, those teams are terrible, so that makes sense. The one that made me scratch my head a little bit was the Chargers firing Anthony Lynn. I know like, they haven't been great the last couple of years, but I feel like they just got a franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert. And I think you would want to have your coach in your same setup, like you want to have your staff ready to help him develop and try to make the team good again with the same people. But I guess, you know, Chargers ownership uh, thought differently. I don't know. I think that was a a weird decision at the very least, in my opinion. So there you go. I know other coaches got fired, but I wrote this stuff down on like Tuesday and didn't look at it again. So, So there you go. All right. Um, Let's do baseball, because we got a bummer, and I'd rather not end the show on a bummer. Uh, but the you know what? We'll do that first. Tommy Lasorda, the great Dodgers, uh, well, he was a player, manager, coach, special advisor, uh, just came through. The news came through today. He has passed away, 93 years old. Um, I obviously was not really around for his heyday, well, as a player. Uh, but he managed the Dodgers for, I guess, a good portion of my Early life, and he won a couple of World Series and, uh, and, you know, some pennants and whatnot. And then he was, uh, he's been an advisor, third base coach, and all that. And just like seemed like a really fun dude in general. Like, I think that's what I'll take away from Tommy Lasorda. Like, he seemed like a really fun dude. So, as we do, positive thoughts and good vibes out to his family, friends, and fans all around the world. Um, man, 93, what a life. So, there you go with that. I don't want to end on a bummer. So, I figure I will share that news with you, and then we get on to the hot stove. And is this official, by the way, Jerome? Is this like, are we pending physicals, or have we have we completed that step? Do we know? We don't know. Thanks, man. Thanks. You're really helpful. Uh, <laughs> but it just came. It just happened like two days ago. Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco have been traded from the Indians to the Mets. I don't know who went to Cleveland. Um, I don't keep track of prospects, but. Uh, you know, I asked Josh when he was on here, Josh, my resident Indians fan, if the Indians had a chance to re-sign Lindor, he said, no, I, I would assume he's prepared for this. Actually, he's the one who shared the news with me and, um, he's excited for it for Lindor to be on like a good team and, uh, in a big market. And I mentioned when I brought up, I guess, when Steve Cohen was going to buy the Mets or when he was going to be approved as the owner of the Mets, that he's not only a big baseball fan. Not only has deep pockets to sign all these players, but he's an actual Mets fan. And so he's going to do whatever he can do, whatever it takes to make the team good again, which, as a baseball fan, is great. As a Phillies fan who's watching his favorite team uh, do really not much to make the team better when a lot needs to be done, it's uh, it's frustrating. But the Mets will now, uh, well, field a rotation soon. Uh, That includes DeGrom, Syndergaard, Stroman, Carrasco, Steven Matz. I think they have some other arms coming up through the system. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Lindor is great. Um, He's a top 10, right, in the league right now, I would think. So, yeah, now i got to deal with uh, Francisco Lindor in the division. So that's going to be fun. Um, Other hot stove stuff. Do we have anything? I didn't write anything else down. So there you go. Uh, As a baseball fan, I love it. As a Phillies fan, it's a bummer. So there you go with that. And finally this week with the sports things, the NHL announced they are they have sold or are selling the naming rights for their divisions. So the North Division will be sponsored I guess by Sco- uh, Scotia Bank, Central by Discover, East by Mass Mutual and the West by Honda. And some fans are being uh whiny babies about this because oh you're taking away the integrity of the division. <laughs> Listen, you nerds. First of all, I don't care about this. Like I mean, okay, I care about it in that the league now has some money to keep running, right? But as far as, like, this is going to ruin the game or whatever, no, you f- nerds. No, it's not. So, I mean, you can whine and cry all you want, but the bottom line is, without fans in the stands, the league's not making money, and TV revenue is down, so the league's not making a lot of money. So I would say you're not doing anything illegal, not doing anything improper here. Uh, Make the money how you can, especially in these crazy times, so we can all keep watching hockey, right? As a fan, I love it because it means the league has some money and they can keep putting on games that I enjoy watching. All right? So there you go. So there's your NHL note. They're coming back, by the way. Next week, I think. Isn't it like the 14th? So maybe by next show, the captain will join us, although he likes to wait until the Flyers play a couple games. Uh, before he can uh, really dive into the updating. So we shall see, or hear. I will reach out to him today, and uh, and we'll find out. So maybe next week the captain will uh, grace us with his presence. Or maybe today. Who knows? Who the hell knows? we we'll make it a preview. If we do, there it is. And we say thanks, captain. I don't think there's going to be anything there. But there you go. That's your sports, and that is your show. My thanks to everybody for weighing in on the big news stories. My thanks, of course, to our friends Almost Awake, for the song, get the song Dizzy. Where do you get your tunes? All that stuff, again, will be in the show notes. And as always, my thanks to you, my friends, for listening. This is uh, this is awesome. I love it. It's great. Love doing this show. This has been an April in production. You can find me everywhere at The Melting Pat. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and .com. Uh, TheNextLevelNetwork.com for all of the network stuff. Also, Facebook at The Next Level Podcast Network. Uh, let's see. Anything else I have to tell you? Let's see. Melting Pat, we did all that uh twitch you know the drill facebook twitter instagram twitch 209-867-7638 with your questions comments concerns observations and of course corrections uh in text or voicemail form you may do that at your leisure all right so there you go g love and special sauce with cold beverage they're going to play us out as they always do Philadelphonic.com for more from them and that my friends that's it we did it we made it that is our show we got to the end of the thing Oh man, thank you so much. Until next time, have fun, be safe, thank you veteran, and of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. You've been Inside the Meltic Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo, could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. I'm sweaty
0: outside. Some lemonade will be mixed up. A pipe on the top to a VK. Got a vodka, a drink, but gross. Got to bait on the fun board. Yeah, I got some ice If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming, don't give me no bucks in the desktop. Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool. The heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage, so it's cold. Go, 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 Something from the bar. Yeah, I like cold beverage, I like cold beverage, I like cold beverage, yeah. Cause I'm feeling kinda bored. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. The Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, girl, work the cold one. What? Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, girl, work the cold one. Yeah, when I'm fishing, let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice. Didn't even get to bite, but the brew tastes nice back to the ball. So every reason I collide, need a whole lot of them food trees to catch me up so must the you, I'm the cool Aid my drink, please stick it in the fridge, cause I like cold beverage, I like cold beverage, I like cold beverage, uh-huh, I'm kinda thirsty, I yeah, like I like cold beverage,